1: Hi, welcome to another segment. I'm Penny Wolfgang, in for Buddy Shula today, and we have an opportunity to talk to our friends from Independent Health, uh, particularly about the Independent Health Foundation, which is celebrating its 30th anniversary. Hello, Stuart Angered, board chairperson of Independent Health Foundation, and thanks for joining us today.
2: Well, thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
1: So let's talk a little bit about the importance of the foundation on the community uh, and the programs that encourage better health. Sure.
2: Well, when we look at, when we look at our community, uh, there's a, we're in our Renaissance, but the Renaissance only applies to a, a certain segment of our population. If we look at the uh, disenfranchised, the marginalized portion of our community, which and it's different numbers for different on different uh, data points. One third to a half of our community is at or below the, the, the poverty level. So if we're going to if we're going to bring everybody up to speed and have all bro- boats rise with the tide, then it's important that we have their back with programs to help them move from poverty to prosperity. And that doesn't mean just in healthcare but in education, all the economic factors that are involved.
1: I want to talk a little bit with you about the foundation itself. What was the uh, impetus for starting the foundation? When did it start?
2: It started in 1992. And uh, we were asked by Western New York United Against Alcohol and Drug Abuse to sponsor First Night New Year's Eve, which we did. Two or three years after that fact, um, they um, they were unable to really support it. So we took took that over as our first program. But from that grew many programs, and predicated upon needs in the community. And we're you know we do a lot of listening, and uh, based on the on the listening, we develop programs to uh, to to uh, in 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 many cases help the people out of out where they have healthcare issues. Where they have social issues, because when we look at the uh, the food deserts, the social determinants of health, and the inequities that exist in our community, they're they're rife. I mean, they're they're all over the community. So it's it's a it's an it's easy to identify. Then it becomes granular to uh to bring it to fruition.
1: Uh, Stuart, you know, board chair chairperson. Is a very not only prestigious job, but it must be very time-consuming. What was what was your idea when you're reflecting on all the all the chairs and boards and things that you've done in the past? How did how did you decide on um, this on Independent Health Foundation? Well, for, I
2: had served on the on the board of Independent Health for 12 years, and I was involved with the foundation at the time. However, you know it's all about paying it forward, about seeing what's out there. Western New York's been very good to me. But I'll tell you, this is a gift. Sharing this is a gift. Forget the title. The fact is, anytime I, we do good, great deeds, random acts of kindness out there, I feel great. I mean, I I I think I I and the beneficiary more so than than the than the recipients of the programs.
1: I don't know what. And um, yeah. because
2: we see, you know, these are these are kid in most cases and our kids that we're dealing with. We focus on on children. These are children that come from homes could be broken homes. They don't they they're you know Maslow's hierarchy. They don't feel safe where they live. Um, and if we can come in and say, listen, we have your back. We care about you, and we're going to help you from from birth to uh, to adulthood to uh, be able to navigate through all these channels. That's a wonderful thing. It's a, it's it, and by the way, the programs that we have are metrics driven. So it's not just activity. So many organizations, you know, they talk about sweat equity. We're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. But it's not about activity. It's about outcomes. So we we measure every program that we have to ensure that we're moving the needle.
1: Now, I guess that's saying, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything or something, some saying like that. But I guess that is, uh, that drives a lot, encouraging better health as far as the community goes.
2: Yeah, well, it, it's not only encouraging. The, the fact is we can talk about these things. you know, Intellectually, we can talk about these things to our target audience. But if you're living in a, in a food desert, where you're living next to a 7-Eleven and you're talking about fruits and vegetables and, 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 healthy options and they go next door and they're eating ch- chips and dips that doesn't change behaviors. So we have to become, we have to really get embedded in the programs to ensure that our, 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 our message is out there and we enable them with our programs to be able to uh, access healthy foods. For instance, we have a program in which we go into the homes with a nutritionist. And one would think, well, you just bring food to them. Yes, you, you can, you can you, but you have to teach them how to fish. And that's what we do. So we're not only bringing the foods into the home, but we have dietary plans to show them how to prepare it. And one would think, well, you bring out a pot and pan. They may not have pots and pans. So we bring in the pots and pans. We have we have every every little n- nuance of the program to ensure that we're changing behaviors and enabling them as a family to get together and and, and prepare these foods. So we're teaching.
1: That's amazing. Have you seen you've been involved <clears throat> as you said for for many years before you even became you know ascended to chairman have you seen that the programs are working? have you seen improvements? In people's lives, in their education, in their knowledge, in their uh, ability, as you just pointed out, to make the right choices.
2: Absolutely, and first of all, we have we have we get feedback. We use solicited feedback, but that could be gratuitous. You know, it so said yes, I had a great time and it was wonderful. But we we again get more granular, dig down deep into the programs and actually see how we've changed behaviors. For instance, for instance, growing up strong is a program that we have. It starts in infancy with pediatricians because when, when someone's six or seven years old, behaviors could be hardwired. And the only way to change that is to start earlier. So we start really almost neonatal all the way through the programs to make sure that we're, and we're and we're working with the, we're, we're, there's a feedback loop on everything we do. So we're not just sending out, disseminating all this information going out with programs. And it's, 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 it's a relationship. There's a continuity of engagement with these kids and their families. And if we can show the kids and they go back home to their families and said, look, mom and dad, here's what's happening. Now, now they have a, a, a nuclear family that is supporting the program. So, you know, it was Carrie, Carrie Meyer, who was the executive director and her team, are, they are so passionate about what they do. I mean, this is not a job. This is a mission. And they're fabulous in what they are able to accomplish. And again, it's all metrics driven.
1: That means... Because
2: our funders are... Wait, parenthetically. Our funders want to know that. If if we're getting dollars from a funder, they don't want to know that they're just throwing it out and, and it's best efforts. They want to see specifically how we been able to move that needle and we're able to do that. And by the way, all the dollars that we raise on the outside go directly to program. All the administrative costs are are covered by independent health. So not a dollar of what we raise on the outside from our, from the community is going for administrative costs. It's all going to program.
1: That's so important. Have you seen the need for the programs increase, decrease, or you know how does it seem in the community?
2: There's always this. The fact is, we now have 61 languages. The last number I saw spoken in Western New York, so the need is always expanding. And um, and again, one size doesn't fit all. So we're always tweaking the programs. There's a different nuance to each program for a different for different target audiences. And yes, it, it, could we could we expand these programs more? It's a, fund, it's a matter of funding. And it's a matter of also getting the community behind it because this is a village. You know, it's not, this is not something that's done siloed in independent health. This is something that's done as a community. So our funders, our community advisors, those that are in, in independent health, the redshirt treatment, those that are coming out and, and volunteering, our volunteer group is, is huge. I mean, because they know they're making a difference. And it's, it's 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 it it feels so good to see the results of these programs. I mean, you can you can hear my passion because you know i at a point where I I could disengage, but I don't want to disengage because it's it we're we're again saving lives and changing lives, and and the kids and their families are so appreciative. They've never had anybody in their lives, in many cases, that's had their that have had their backs. They're out there in, in sort of a, a siloed in an island. And here we come, not as white knights, but as it's as really coming along as, as those that say, listen, we're going to go side by side you. We're holding your hand and, um, and, and guiding you.
1: Well, Independent Health is very, very fortunate to have a Stuart Engered as its board you know it's it's more than me but still we want to thank you and and we want to you know speaking on behalf of all the members of the community what a wonderful job and how dedicated and as you said we can hear the passion in your voice so we appreciate what you're doing and i'm sure the people in the community appreciate all that independent health is doing in this regard and um maybe if they want to join or get or donate to the foundation or help in any way, what should we tell what should we tell our listeners to do?
2: Absolutely. Uh, go to um, uh, independenthealthfoundation.org and um, we will be happy to reach out to you. But know this, that, you know, independent health, it's first of all, it's a 501 C3. We're a nonprofit. We're not some corporate came that came in from out of state or out of out of town. We are of Western New York. I mean, this is where we live. This is where our families are. And so what we do, I think, differentiates us necessarily from the pack. And I'm not pointing a finger at any of the competition because I don't see them as competition. I see us in parallel working to, to improve the health of our community. But by the same token, you know, we are so passionate about Western Europe. That's what different, differentiates us, that redshirt treatment, that we are there as part of the community. These are your... These are our friends and neighbors, and this is who we're working with because it's all for the betterment of our community.
1: Absolutely. And and I'm not sure. that, it's,
2: not, it's not about shareholder value.
1: I'm sure we're going to hear more, too, because uh, September is 30 Faces, 30 Years campaign, and we'll be hearing more about that during the month of September. So thank you so much. It was really great talking to you, Stuart. Thank you.